Howdy. Hello. How are you? Good. We just had a local election here. It was interesting because it rained the whole time and people came out of the woodwork at first. And the second that rain hit, the lines dried up. This is episode 46. Hey, this is Ben. Are you ready yet? Hurry up. Where is everybody? Who is missing? This is only 17 minutes long. So sit down, calm down, we will wait, or or put it on pause for you. Pause. And now, your hosts and our friends, LaFoul and A. The election was interesting. It was a vote to bring back a camping ban, which would make being homeless an illegal offense where you can now get a jail sentence. And that gave you a record. So now all of a sudden they can't get a job. You can't even get into homeless houses sometimes because you have a criminal record now. And so that brought people out the woodwork. However, the progressives snuck a bunch of little small things into this one too. So it'll be interesting to see which one's passed. Have you been following Biden speaking in politics? I really haven't. A buddy of mine watched the State of the Union address and he was like hitting me up like, dude, you can't believe this. Dude, I can't believe he said that. What are your thoughts about Biden's first 100 days? I think he's taken a page from past presidents who really had to hit the ground running. There was no option. The country's in catastrophic state and you got to prioritize and say what's most important. It seems to me that Biden has prioritized the American people, the American family, the American worker over a lot of things. And we see that through his effort to get Americans vaccinated. We see it through the three plans that he's introduced to Congress, his focus on unions uh, and supporting them, his focus on backing up people in underserved, underrepresented, underappreciated communities like the trans community or the Asian Pacific AAPI community. He's prioritized a lot of things, and whether or not he would have done it in a different year, I honestly don't know. I don't know if he would have come out so strong if he wasn't under such pressure from so many sides. I'm seeing a lot of progressive things happen, and I think that's why people are surprised. And he's pointing out that we've had some strong gun violence prevention measures in the past which have not stuck, and it's time to reinvigorate those. I'm pleased with the forward momentum that he has, and I think it's being driven strongly by the cabinet that he's built, perhaps by the women in his life, including his wife, Vice President Harris, etc., who just are not going to stand down anymore, I don't think. It is the first time that a president had a female VP and a female Speaker of the House at a State of the Union address. That was history right there, for sure. Not to play devil's advocate, but I wouldn't exactly say that VP Kamala Harris or Nancy Pelosi uphold the feminine values that many would like to see, like no war, look out for the poor and needy. I think that they're still kind of neoliberals. However, someone said Biden becomes so progressive, he makes Bernie Sanders look like a conservative. I don't agree, but it was funny, though. I definitely don't agree with that. I mean, you read Bernie's daily social media posts, and he's still hammering away at health care for everybody, minimum wage, moving to $15. So very clearly, he still has a concern that many of the more progressive 
progressive issues that he has championed for, I don't know, 40 years, 50 years now, that they're not going to get due justice until he's sure he's not going to shut up. I would say that's my indicator that President Biden is not more progressive than Senator Sanders at this point. I think Biden has done better than some would expect. I want to play a wait and see game. I mean, there's a lot of things that he's been proposing, which I think he does good and well, aren't going to get through the Senate. I think Biden can use his pen to sign things into law. And that's what I like to see from him. He's made people feel comfortable again. That's a start. The right's going to be pissed no matter what. So why cater to them? At least see a little ray of sunshine with him more so than we would have gotten with Trump. That's for sure. You certainly like to see somebody accomplish a lot out of the first hundred days. It sets a pace for how they're going to continue interacting for the things that they think are the most critical or most important. It sets the standard for what the public can and should expect. And he's all perky and that stuff. So that's good. There's a chain of command. And that chain of command goes from the president to the vice president to the speaker of the house. And that's really interesting because right now, the next two people to precede him are both going to be female leaders. I think a lot of his policies cater to those two in particular. I think if he does everything right, Biden's not going to need to run for a second term. I can easily see VP Harris running in 2024. I think she went in the landslide. He's setting her up to have a pretty good administration. Now, there's some things that I really like he's doing. He hasn't completely pulled out of Afghanistan. That's one of Obama's big failures. He left this major power vacuum there that was filled by what became ISIS, Daesh, the Islamic State. And I hope that Biden doesn't set himself up with the exact same failure by pulling out of Afghanistan too soon. Trump failed, absolutely failed in Afghanistan. It's not so much that he could have even have won. It's a horrible situation. Obama failed at Afghanistan. George Bush failed at Afghanistan. Biden realizes, I'm not going to make that mistake. I'm not pulling out. And I, think, I believe his plan is to pull out by November of this year to have all the troops out. September 11, 2021 is the date. That would have put us in Afghanistan officially for almost 20 years. And the thing is, if he pulls out too soon, it's going to be devastating. You're saying that Trump couldn't get it done and that his timeline was too early. Biden announced mid-April that by September, all U.S. troops will be out of Afghanistan. How is that not too fast by your definition? If the Afghani government is not stable and the troops on the ground are not able to push back the Taliban, it's going to leave these pockets. In some of these pockets, even the Taliban aren't going to exist. And what will happen is even more radical than the Taliban, they're going to fill these little power vacuums. What are you talking about? My question was, how is a five-month drawdown uh, and finalization, how is that not too fast? I don't understand. It seems to me that you're saying that you don't want troops out of Afghanistan too fast. And I'm saying, isn't five months a really short period of time? Okay, so let's say that we pull these guys out in five months, okay? That's the plan. Not if, when. So let's just stick with if. If we pull these troops out by then, is the Afghan military going to be able to sustain combat operations? I don't know. No, they can't. They have no air support, first off. So are you for or against Biden's proclamation that we will be out of Afghanistan by September 11, 
2021, five months from now? It's going to be a failed scenario, and here's why. You cannot leave this country without any form of defense. A complete withdrawal without making sure that they have a standing Air Force is going to be an issue. They have no way to properly defend themselves from the Taliban. So you were saying this will be Biden's biggest mistake, as it was Obama's mistake, as it was Trump's mistake, as it was. So he's just going to continue a tradition of presidential mistakes on this issue. Uh, I'm saying that it's a very difficult issue that takes way more than 17 minutes. But in this short few minutes that we have left, I'm saying that just as Obama is the cause of the rise of ISIS in Iraq, I'm hoping that Biden doesn't have the same thing on his legacy in Afghanistan. So I guess we're back to wait and see then. Uh, it's worse than wait and see. This It's going to happen. It's going to happen. The plan that they have really isn't able to sustain. I've been watching videos of the training that's been going on there, and it's bad. These guys are really just not given the proper equipment. And again, it's complicated because even in Iraq, you know, they left the equipment behind for them, but they didn't leave them the ammo. They didn't leave them trainers. They didn't leave them the proper maintenance to fix that equipment, and it fell into the hands of ISIS. So now we're not even leaving the equipment. We're just pulling out, and they got to fight the Taliban on their own. Obama had probably the worst foreign policy in modern history. Biden is part of that foreign policy. And even in his speech, he was talking about the victory over killing bin Laden. Killing bin Laden was a complete mistake. To this day, people want to believe that bin Laden was the center man, was the mastermind behind 9-11. The truth is, if the masterminds were the Beatles, bin Laden was George Harrison. That's who bin Laden was. And they didn't get John they didn't get Paul, and they sure didn't get Ringo. They may have caught a roadie or two, but they didn't get the main guys behind 9-11. Hell, one of them is rolling over Saudi Arabia right now. Our enemies thrive because we keep making the same dumb mistakes over and over again. Look at Germany. We didn't just pull out of Germany after we defeated the Nazis. Do you know when we left Germany? No. We never have. <laughs> We've never left Germany. And there's a reason that there isn't a major problem in Germany, because we did it right. We don't give two craps about Afghanistan. And it's sad because the Afghan people are the ones who are really going to suffer when we pull out. They're going to suffer hard. I would love to be wrong. I would love to see it all work out. And there's rainbows and there's women voting and there's happiness and the streets are paved with gold and Afghan becomes a new terror spot for the world, you know? Maybe he's just focusing on his domestic policies for now. I don't think so. I mean, he's convened digital meetings with world leaders. Getting, or he has already gotten us back, I don't even know anymore, back into the Paris Accords, Paris Climate Agreement. Sorry, wrong Paris thing. I think he's focused on all fronts. And not having served in the military, I can't give an educated opinion on Afghanistan, but what you are saying sounds right to me. Another issue is going to be what happens with Ukraine. 
Russia right now is blocking off access to the uh, Ukraine army or to the Ukraine Navy to certain parts of its seas uh, around Crimea. I would be curious to see what he does with that too. My biggest concern on his, on his foreign policy is, are we going to get into another conflict? That would be the one thing I would love to see him do is to avoid conflicts. Like Trump did? Uh, Trump did try to avoid conflicts to a certain degree. Agreed. That's why I brought it up. But however, Trump did threaten to bomb the shit out of North Korea. Trump did try to start a, uh, a regime change in Qatar. Trump did support a regime change in Venezuela. It's just that luckily Trump was a failure on a lot of things. And he he felt he felt in a good way in a lot of a lot of things. Like he, he couldn't make those things happen. That wasn't a bad thing. Is this was he a classic example of failing up? <laughs> and there was the term, but yeah, definitely Trump failed up on some things. I mean, we won the revolution here, and next thing you know, his crazy cult. Qunan is storming the Capitol building. <laughs> it was a failure, but it did fail up a little bit. You know, deep down, Trump was trying to do something. He just wasn't trying to do it for the right reasons. It was definitely entertaining. I'll give that to him. Joe Rogan likes Trump because he thinks he was entertaining. I think that he was definitely a clown. It was, the whole thing was a complete clown show. And now we have somebody different. Biden is a comedian's nightmare. Because Biden's not really funny. <laughs> he's just, he's doing things. He's doing all right. He's not really fucking up. There's just nothing to laugh at Biden about yet. I mean, there was the dementia stuff, but, you know, they gave him some Adderall or something that kind of perked him up a little bit. You know, you've got to stop saying that stuff because you're just repeating some absurd thing that can't be proved unless a physician comes forward and says that. I never noticed that Biden seemed to have some kind of problem that I had much of a concern for, right? Like, you're just repeating a bunch of bullshit, probably from Russian social media bots, where's where it got started, like, stop that. Why Why do that? Okay, first off, I'm, if you can name two Russian Russian media bots that I like, I'll be impressed because I don't really like Russian bots. I much more prefer Iranian bots, but I, don't, I like some Chinese bots, but I don't really fuck with Russian bots. What does that have to do with anything? Because you just say Russian bots. I don't think I fuck with Russian bots. I'm just making observations that I personally see in him. That's just, That's what I saw with my own two eyes, okay? Not what somebody told me, but what I saw. I saw him kind of and then kind of again. That's an observation. I think I'm allowed to make an observation for sure. Did you make that observation objectively, or is it tainted by all of the media that I'm sure you saw on social media, et cetera, saying, oh, you know, he's mentally deficient or he's too old or whatever? I think it was pretty obvious. Were you in a vacuum when you saw those things or did you have a bunch of other content floating around that was there to skew your perspective? You are aware that Biden was actually having major health problems in 1988. That's why he didn't run. Are you aware of that, any of this at all? Like, are you aware of his health history? Would you like to educate us since you are apparently the knowledgeable person on that you're the one with the internet but it's already gone way past 17 minutes so we'll talk about that next time <laughs> <laughs>
That's always such a convenient excuse for you. It's a little thing that you use. Oh, we're too past time, so you don't have to explain yourself. We can explain it next time. Stop it. Stop doing that. The only thing that's going to stop is this audio because we're way over on time. Bye-bye. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom.